1: Visit polymorphcrafts.com to learn about their high-quality, compact, and affordable tabletop accessories.
4: Hello, everyone. Before we begin, I have a quick announcement about Dungeon Drunks at RTX. Our podcast began as a live D&D game at the Rooster Teeth Fan Expo in 2013. We raised money for charity with the help of SideQuest, which is an excellent organization that creates safe and fun events at conventions and helps raise money for awesome charities like Extra Life, Able Gamers, and Operation Supply Drop. After a few years of only playing D&D at RTX, we expanded to be this weekly podcast you know and love. But our commitment to SideQuest and raising money for charity remains the same. So along with our live game during the convention, we are once again offering a package of D&D goodies for the SideQuest charity auction. But SideQuest has a whole community weekend to offer. It takes place August 2nd through the 5th during RTX Austin. SideQuest's Community Weekend is all about having fun with your fellow Rooster Teeth fans while raising money for charity. Along with that charity auction, there's a Bar Olympics, a cool-down lounge to enjoy, and lots of really good people that you get to hang out with. And now Dungeon Drunk listeners can take 15% off of a weekend badge with the special code SQDUNGEON15. That's right, that's 15% off a code for the entire weekend with the code sq 15 Q-D-U-N-G-E-O-N, the number one and the number five. Head over to SideQuest.org to use that code and come enjoy a fantastic weekend with us while helping support some amazing charities. And now, distinguished adventurers last time on Dungeon Drunks. Our heroes confront three women, including a young girl, who at first tried to trick them into leaving them alone. But as soon as the hags reveal to be the coven that they are searching for, an intense battle breaks out. During that battle, the hags target the animal companions, who are most vulnerable, killing Bucks and Cocosnoot. Blue is only spared by quick action from Travancore. After defeating the coven, Bernie manages to bring her dog back from the brink of death, then helps Jonathan resummon his owl companion. They search the hag's home, then burn it to ash, before heading back to the pixie village of home. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your Dungeon Master Lauren, also known as Obo Crazy, and after many many weeks of participating in the cider war, sadly I'm just back to water because it is hot and I'm out of alcohol and RTX is upon us and I'm out of money and out of time, and so I just have flavored water. So I've gone from a variety of ciders to uh, agua, but I'm, I'm not unhappy because it's delicious, delicious, life-giving water. And I'm counting on the rest of my wonderful companions to have much more interesting things to say about their drinking, starting with Jonathan. What are you drinking?
0: Hey, it's Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Mad Muscular, and tonight
4: I just have a
0: Cuba Libre. It is cola, it is rum, it is lime juice, and it is delicious.
4: And that's all that matters.
0: My shot of fireball to be consumed at the first casting of fireball or the equivalent spell thereof is dedicated to a longtime friend of the show, of Glipshark, Shark, of all of us personally, Josh Blue Team Phillips.
4: Yay! Thank you so Yay! much for,
0: for upping your donation. We will see you at RTX, Josh.
4: Woo! And yeah!
0: hopefully, even more people at RTX. We're really
1: excited.
4: We are so we excited. Are. We are super excited. You know who else is excited? Carlton, what are you drinking?
1: Like you, uh, I'm drinking water. Mine's lemon flavored. It's lemon flavored Propel. Hey, because today in Austin it hit 108, and it is still 106 right now. So I'm gonna have nice cold thoughts while playing D and
4: D. You've got you've got AC though down there. Oh right? yeah,
1: it's okay. It's, you know, it's just gonna be really expensive. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: But you know, we've got animals. We got pets. We got to keep it cool for them.
4: You've your sanity, and you deserve to be comfortable. I don't
1: know if I have my sanity. I don't think I had that for a while. But
2: yes, I am comfortable.
4: <laughs> Comfy is is very, very important. You know who else is very, very important? Travancore. What are you drinking?
2: Oh, thanks for calling me important. Good people of Faerun. Travancore's choice this evening. He... I'll, he'll explain. I, I looked at my fridge and saw the remains of what might be the most expensive birthday party I have ever thrown or will ever throw, <laughs> and I thought to myself, it's slim pickings, so might be time. When you're not satisfied with what's on the lower shelves, so you go for the top shelf. You go for McAllen 12! Ooh. Ooh, So, special game, special occasion. Cheers.
3: I hope you drink that when we become level 12.
2: Well, assuming there's any left, if not, I'll have to just have my cousin buy me another bottle. Oh, cousin. Oh cousin.
4: It'll be a little while before you hit level twelve, but it will I, I have every confidence that it will happen. Someone else I have confidence in, Bernie. Hi. What are you drinking?
3: Oh well, I just texted Steven to see if I could also be drinking a Cuba Libre. <laughs> 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 Steven went to a bachelor party this weekend for one of his friends and he got to since he was one of the ones who actually drove to there and drove back instead of flew he got to bring home some leftovers so he has leftover kraken rum mm, nice. and sodas which we don't normally have in the house and as you all know i got up at three forty-five this morning it's been a long
4: day for you <laughs> we appreciate you being day. here
3: uh it should have been a day that was filled with a nap but a flight got <laughs> delayed so now we're having caffeine so i can make it i can make it and yeah no so we're having a very classic rum and coke and some m M&M.
4: <laughs> But not m ms in the rum and coke. No, just next to yeah. it. Just rum and coke adjacent. What
3: you guys will see, I'll hold up the, what's left in this bowl, if you guys can see it. I am a sort by color.
4: <laughs> <I> will, <laughs>
3: that's that's amazing. I will actually pick out the M&M's and eat. sometimes I'm just like eating them, but like I'll get really nitpicky. I'll eat all the orange M&M's and then I'll eat all of the red m Like I'll eat all of one type of m
2: Hey, if it brings you joy. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, the M&Ms remind me of chocolate cake, and the Coke reminds me of Coke, and it reminds me of The Outsiders. I don't know if you ever read that book or not, and mm. how they were these three, like, basic kids. Like, the oldest one was 20, and their parents die, and they're kind of greasers, and they're sort of in a rough and tumble part of town. Yeah, exactly. And Stay
3: golden, Ponyboy.
2: Exactly. There you go. And one of the uh, things that they would have for breakfast every morning, because they're young people who don't have any parental supervision, is chocolate cake and soda.
3: Yes. Well, maybe then we'll just call this combination a Stay Golden Pony Boy. There you go. <laughs> I
0: remember when I, I used it. to, when I used to eat candy and especially Skittles, I would take two of the same flavor and like have them on both sides of my mouth and chomp and down at the same them. time. No, oh. just, just hmm. chomp them at the same time. So I get the flavor on both sides. I get stereo flavor. And I would oh. do that with <laughs> any flavor. kind of like candy, like Reese's Pieces or MMs or Skittles. I would always do that. I would never. Mix though, and then, I, I feel like that was a lost opportunity because it's like it, good good combinations potentially. All y'all
2: eating candy and mono, mind blown.
3: I know. Well, no, I do that, but I don't chomp them like chipmunk them. Like, I will stick, like, <laughs> awesome. and it has to be an equal amount. Like, I can't have, like, three on one side and, like, two in the other. Like, I will have, and I will suck them until all the, like, candy shell is off and it's just, like, melt. I'm sorry. This is way too much information about how I choose to M&M's, <laughs> but I kind of always <laughs> assume everybody else, like, eats M&M's this way. And now that I live with Steven, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm a weirdo.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you have to keep the proper proportions because your face is properly proportioned because you're beautiful.
3: Aw. If I have 3 of one color. One has to go in the middle. <laughs> Cuz I can't add another
4: color. <laughs> I give him a gob as quickly as possible and then out of my gob as quickly as possible because then I need to uh, clean my mouth out so I can play oboe. So I'm I am a chronic fast eater and I need to get better about that. But you know, I've been doing that for for 41 years there. I've admitted it. So it's kind of of a had hard habit to break.
0: I will be with you there in September.
4: Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I'll but be 31 in September. Oh! Oh, you baby, you. Oh. No, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't no, say your that. Cheeks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Make sure they're not full of this.
4: That'd be the worst thing. Well, what was the worst just moments ago is the house of the hags that you've killed. It is. Moments after that is taken care of and you guys are leaving the area having done what you can to clean up, to burn it to the ground, and to salvage what you think is important. And if I understand it correctly, you guys are just heading straight back to the pixie village of home. Were you planning on making any stops along the way?
0: No, and I think, I mean, Jonathan the Match Muscular really doesn't have anything to say. So for his part, he's going to walk in silence. Because this was some heavy shit we just dealt with.
4: It was. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think it's going to be a very uncharacteristically quiet trip back to home.
4: I, I would like to think it's a comfortable silence, though, because in the end, as much as it was rough getting there, as much as it was difficult and taxing in a multitude of ways, in the end... As you walk back to where you need to go in silence, you're looking around at everyone who was there before the fight started. You you are leaving with everyone you came with, even if getting them back was a trial. So yeah. it may be an exhausted silence. It may be a a tired and a uh, slightly mournful silence, but it should also be a, a satisfied silence. Happy silence as you all kind of pet your respective <laughs> animals and or pets and or companions.
2: It could be worse as far as silences go. Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah, um, right. Yeah.
0: Bucks is going to actually uh, he's riding on Jonathan the muscular shoulder. He's going to nuzzle a sec and then he's going to wing over to Coco Snoot. He's going to settle on the nape of uh, Coco Snoot's like neck, just like right back here in between Coco Snoot's head and Bernie. And he's just going to sit. Okay. And he's just going to. He's gonna kind of like uh, nuzzle Coco Snoot a little, and look then look up at Bernie with uh, out big owl eyes.
3: Bernie will do this thing that I've heard owls like, which is when you take the back of your finger and you stroke it down their beak. He fluffs. Ah.
0: <laughs> like little. poof.
4: Yeah. Amongst the silence is is also the fact that y'all are exhausted because once again the sun still hangs super low on the horizon. And Jonathan, with your keen mind, you know it's probably close to midnight. If time at least works in the same way it does in the Feywild as it does in the Material Plane, you've just now suddenly entered an area where the sun never goes down. You're essentially in Alaska during the summer. And despite the fact that, you know, you've continued... It's just been this incredibly long day. This has been multiple encounters throughout the day. And while it is ultimately successful... Carlton is actually suffering a level of exhaustion, so it, you are all physically drained. Yeah. So it takes, it takes a while to get back. You're not in a hurry, but you're not really able to walk too quickly. As you finally approach the town of home, the city, uh, you can see the pixies up in the trees. The first person to approach you is actually Bernie, you recognize for sure the pixie who you had asked about paints, he is struggling under the weight of what to him would be a, a normal size cup to you, but to him is practically his entire body weight. And he is flying on over like hesitantly and, you know, sputteringly holding this cup. And he says, I got the blue ready! I got, I got the blue and I got the yellow and I got the black! And then he lands on a little rock nearby and puts the cup down. And you can see that it is a cup full of paint.
3: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I, you know, I almost forgot, that you didn't,
4: and that's what's important. Thank you. This is, looks heavy. Are you okay? Well, it's my weightlifting for the day, but I, I was only able to bring one at a time. I'll bring the others, too. Would, would you get in? I'm assuming you're coming into town. Well, you're coming. Was everything about, okay? Yeah,
3: how about you don't worry about bringing them to me, because we're coming into town. Uh, yeah, no, we... Well, we'll we'll come there, and you okay. don't worry. And we'll get the colors, and we'll tell everybody what happened.
4: Okay. And he flies off, leaving the cup there for you. And it's a it's a bright blue. It's almost a, like a cerulean blue.
3: That's good for mixing. It's better yeah. than a navy blue. Bernie's just gonna pick up the cup and continue to like ride. Sure.
4: As you guys enter that main area where there was a a fire set up and some logs and stuff put out for you to sit from before you see Seekin, who is standing smiling, he's like, Hey, you're back. I was kind of worried. Is everyone okay?
0: Seekin, we weren't even gone a day.
4: Yeah, but- It's still today. Yeah, but it was Hags, and so I was worried. I'm so tired. Or yeah. just really,
3: everybody's alive.
2: That's that's good. Yeah, I just sort of put my hand on sheikh and shoulder, and I give like sort of a wry but tired smile, and that's all I can vocalize. Yeah, uh,
4: yeah. Well, I'm alive. sure we can stay here tonight. I'm sure that there'll be did, is every. So you took care. I mean, we we know you took care of it because the beholder's gone. So we figured, but we weren't sure if you were alive. Wait, the oh, beholder's gone. gone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It woke up like two hours ago and it doesn't it, like floats. It just floated away. It was weird.
0: Wait. The, the pixie said not
4: to go near it. Okay.
0: It, so woke, it up. woke up. It woke up. Uh-huh.
4: And God damn
0: it. everyone is alive?
4: And at that point Malvine has arrived. She's flown down from her yes, where she is. And she's, yes, yes, yes. No, we so I think we told you last time when the beholder showed up and we were able to put it to sleep and it took a lot and there were a lot of us that had to fight it and a lot of pixies died and uh, it was just bad 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 so when it woke up this time we all just hid
3: that was very
0: okay
4: smart
1: that probably saved many lives Many. many many lives carlton kind of like pinches his nose and he's like you just let a beholder leave and you know go off to kill somewhere else
4: carlton shut well well <laughs> we could have tried to stop it but we didn't really know if we could
1: do do you know where it went
4: that way and she points off to the north in a direction
1: carlton lets out a heavy sigh and just like starts dragging his sword behind him he's like Fuck. wait
4: carlton, hold
1: come back. hold please but it's a beholder we can't let it be
2: there Hold are a seat. billion things we can't let be. If we started going down the checklist of things in the Feywild that we need to take care of, we would be here forever. And th- we need to focus on our mission so we can get back home. Carlton.
0: Correct. Sleep. I don't actually cast sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. But I, <laughs> that's, a, that's a very I have high level spell sleep. spell Yes, I know. But I, I don't actually cast sleep. I just, like, make my hand glow with light, and I say, sleep. And then I... I I cast my mage hand to trail my hand ghostly, so it looks like a like, like he's seeing double. And I'm like Carlton, sleep.
1: I imagine that like it's like you realize it's not working. So then the mage hand comes over and just like pinches a spot on my neck <laughs> and shoulder, <laughs> and, and I just. All
2: right. There are stories in the ancient tales of, of a move that were has not. There, there are not many details of why the move worked or what the context were. But that is a thing. I mean, if in those <laughs> tales,
0: people who weren't the people that did it could do it. But there was no explanation of how or why or what sort of train. Anyway, let, I, let's move on. Sure. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Malvin will look at you and say, "Well, it, we figured once it woke up that you had taken care of the hags because th- that seemed like the natural order of things." And I, I eventually, you'll probably encounter it because we all saw the dream, we all saw the portents, and all the dozens of pixies around all nod like, "Uh huh, uh huh." But you took care of the hags, and and the boulder left. So, problem solved.
3: Yeah,
0: that's that's a that's... glib interpretation of the word solved.
1: But you know what? Go With
0: it tonight,
3: I'm okay with yeah. it.
0: Yeah.
1: Between Carlton snores, you hear problem moved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, move <laughs> <laughs> <This laughs>
2: sounds like a great issue for tomorrow's Heralds of Greenness to handle. I think today's it's a problem are for done. future Carlton, yeah, future Travancore will get right on this.
3: You gotta leave something for the next generation or else
4: they'll get complacent. <laughs> uh, Seekin says, So I. I was asking about the hags and and I was asking about the beholder and they think that the, the if if you were able to kill the hags then that should also stop all the the bad stuff from happening cuz they think that the the hags made the beholder out of something they said they just you you just they just made a beholder and all the pixies are nodding are like yep yep hags made a beholder Oh. That's why we were able to put it to sleep in the first place, because it wasn't like an old beholder, it wasn't like a really powerful beholder. But eh, apparently, once he got rid of the hags, it woke up. So it was a baby beholder. Ah, uh, not a not 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 a regular beholder, that's for sure. But it's gone, and you killed the hags, and so we shouldn't have to worry about it again. And we know from the dreams that when you fight it, that you'll kill it. Oh, okay. <gasps> that's um
0: comforting. Yeah. yeah,
3: that's good to know. I, but those dreams you you saw us actually fighting this beholder. Uh huh. Okay. You <sighs> know what? Fuck it. I need a nap.
0: Same. And yeah. I don't
3: know how any of this works, honestly. So I'm gonna take your word for it. Is there a place to sleep? Is there a sleepy time place? Yeah, die?
1: the ground, where I'm at. Yeah.
4: You are more than welcome to stay here and get some sleep and we can watch and we don't really have, we've got the couple huts and she points at these three huts, the one that had all the random junk in it and then they've got a couple of others that are really just basic huts. They're basically just keep the weather off of you kind of places and she says, but but you are welcome to stay and we will have breakfast in the morning and then Seekin said that you needed to go see Ekthiarn, and so we can we can point you in that direction. That would yeah. really be very useful,
3: yeah. And, you know, actually, I'm glad you're willing to watch. I heard there's big money in napping for in napping on your, public.
2: Your hospitality is most appreciated.
3: It's very appreciated. You're me? killing the hat is
4: most appreciated, even if it was foretold.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah thanks.
3: Bernie's going to just curl up on the ground. Yes. Yeah, yeah we'll,
0: uh, like uh, Jonathan the Muscular does a little bit more dramatic of a falls to
2: knees, then kind of falls over. Off this side. Travancore and Shadow are going to walk in. Uh, Shadow will lie down. Travancore will rest his head against Traven- uh, Shadow's uh, frame and use him as a sort of makeshift pillow.
4: You guys all have basic packs and supplies with you um, because you can't always open up the pocket house. So um, Seekin will help pull out sleeping bags and bed rolls and things. And um, the-, the Pixies will all keep watch and there's a fire going. So it is not... Not the a night at the Ritz, but after the day and a half that you have had being awake and the fact that it's been several fights and a lot of walking, it doesn't take much for you guys to get to sleep. And you take your long rest for the evening, morning, day, afternoon, you're not sure. When you not wake so. up, there's still sun and it's been eight hours and you're feeling a lot better.
2: Yeah, the Dan still hangs in the sky.
4: There is something being cooked over the fire that, that Seekin seems to be attending as you guys wake up. And for Shul has left for you, Bernie, on a a stump nearby where you had fallen asleep, four cups, not including the blue that you had taken. Um, there's a, a red, a yellow, a green, and a black. No white? Oh. Uh, that's well, but okay. those colors, she can do most of the mixing.
3: Yeah, I can do. I can make
4: almost anything with this. This is good. We shall paint. There is food being served, kind of simple food. It's it's big-sized food that they've made for you. It's not the the weird stuff on platters. Um, and as you wake up and get get ready for the day, Bernie pulls out her paint set. And yeah, if you want to hang out for a little bit and set to work on the shield, what would you like to paint?
3: Well, first, we're going to make a color wheel, your classic color wheel. So we have a little bit of everything. And then I think that Carlton had an idea of what he wanted on the
2: shield. Halo Blue, elysian Crimson, Bernie, Bernie.
3: What? What are you?
1: Can can you paint Blue's face on it? Like, can you make my shield a wolf face?
3: Yeah, I can make your shield a wolf face.
1: That way, I always have my pack.
3: Yeah, I can Ooh. do that.
1: When I leave Blue in the pocket house so he doesn't get destroyed by hags.
3: Yeah, you're going to need to do that. Yeah. Oh,
1: I am going to do that once we... Wait, does the pocket house work in the Feywild?
3: But you should also be really careful because you don't want to have a dog that doesn't get socialized.
1: No, we will play with the Modrons. One of them is literally a ball. Uh,
3: we'll talk about... Carlton, I know you want to keep <laughs> Blue safe, but... I think you might also want to keep him with you because you want him to listen to you and you want him to identify with you.
1: But while we're in the Feywild, I want to leave him where somewhere safe.
4: That's true.
1: Because shit's weird here.
4: And Seekin looks over at you, Carlton, and says, uh, weren't you doing all kinds of really dangerous stuff before we went here? Is it, is it really that much safer back back home?
1: Yes. 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 It is. Yes. We have never encountered anything like we did this past day that we have at home.
4: Mm, okay. That is a fact. You, you guys are the ones going off in the underdark and, and doing stuff like that all the time. I, I just stay and make lemon trees. So you would that's know. That's
3: true. You're not wrong. All
4: right, Bernie, if you are going to paint on Carlton shield, I would love a performance check. Oh, cool.
3: that's good. I actually have a little bit of bonus in that, I think. Performance, performance. Okay. It's not a great bonus. Oh, that's a 10.
4: Okay, Carlton, mm-hmm. it's it's blue, it's definitely blue, it might be more adult blue okay. than puppy blue, in fact, you're pretty sure, you're pretty sure that this this isn't, that for whatever reason, Bernie has decided to draw an adult wolf, white wolf with blue eyes, but it's blue. Okay, cool, thank you, Bernie. You're welcome. Gonna take a little while for it to dry. As it oh, dries, so Melvine settles on down and says, "So, so you're you're going off to to see Ecthelion? Yeah. Okay. But y- you've been invited, right? Well,
2: Seekin has been.
4: Yeah. Okay. Well, then I, I guess you know what to do. Uh, you're supposed to go to sleep over there. She points off to kind of the northwest, and she says, you you're gonna go." That way, until you get to the edge of the forest, you'll 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 know. The, the trees will just change, and the colors will change, and everything will just change. And go ahead and go to sleep there, and uh, it should all work out from there. Hmm.
3: Okay. Seems simple enough. Yeah, that seems really simple, and not like it's going to go wrong in any way, shape, or form.
1: Nope. Oh, nope. He-
4: well, he is a god, so you gotta be careful.
3: I yeah. always
1: forget that part about your uh, lineage there, Seekin.
4: Uh, that's okay, I do too.
2: Remember guys, we have to open our hearts to forgiveness and ask for a favor.
4: Yeah, we do. Do you know what that means?
0: Not yet. I mean, I might maybe now.
2: Might need some help. I don't know. I think I I think I have an idea.
4: Okay, that's good cuz I mean, I'm already kind of doing him a favor, so he's kind of asking me to do a favor? Uh, maybe we're just supposed to forgive him for asking me to no, do this favor?
3: I got a hunch it's not that.
4: All right. Do, do you know? And he, so he can kind of looks at the, the pixies and Malvine's like, Nope, I've never needed to go see it, Bjorn.
0: Well, let's get going. Um, yeah. thank you guys. Well, maybe, maybe next time you run into a beholder, you do the second thing and not the first thing.
4: Okay. I mean, we can try, but if it's going to hang out and make its lair here, there's not much we can do. Well, have, you, have
0: you considered thraldom?
4: We have, but we'd be more likely to be a thrall to the hags, actually, if they'd been nice. But we'd rather be with them than with the beholder.
0: Good to know.
4: But you took care of one of those problems, so that's okay. <laughs> Bye! And she waves, and the whole chorus of pixies start to wave. Bye! Have fun. Bye. Oh my Bye. god. Bye.
0: Bernie, Bye. they would have murdered us.
4: Yeah.
0: They, they would have killed us dead and then used our corpses in some sort of weird pixie play, pixie festival, a eh? festival of the dead people. Hey, look at these dead
1: people. And the dead people would have been us. I fucking hate the Baywilds. We want to thank Polymorph Crafts for sponsoring this episode. Polymorph Crafts offers stylish and affordable ways to carry everything you need to game day and stay organized at the table. Their Mimic Chest starts life as a compact wood chest that converts into a dice tower and tray, dice and pen vaults, card stands at a coaster, and plenty of room to carry minis and more. Over 230 tiny magnets in each Mimic Chest make assembly a breeze and come in three affordable price points with lots of customizable options. So check out PolymorphCrafts.com and follow them on Twitter and Instagram at PolymorphCrafts. That's PolymorphCrafts.com.
4: We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms, It's an official, free-to-play, Dungeons Dragons-based clicker game that you can download right now on Steam. The most recent update includes content from the new adventure Dragon Heist, and will be the first time fans can get a glimpse of all of the fun stuff in the book since Wizards of the Coast made the announcement. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for this podcast, and it's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. Speaking of chests... Thanks to the fine folks who made Idol Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. Now this code expires on August 5th, 2018 at 9pm Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up your game, go to the shop, and type in this code. G R I M T I C H S H R I S A. I D. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops, back to the show. You guys head off in the northwesterly direction through the trees. The sun is still mostly setting, but it seems to be a nice day. It's, it's comfortable. The trees are not so close together that you're having to really dodge anything. There's not much in the way of underbrush. So it, it's kind of a comfortable walk. You're not exactly sure how far you're supposed to go. Uh, Melvin seemed to think it was like about a half of a day's flight. So maybe it'll take a day to get there, but they they all seem very confident that it'll be obvious when you reach the spot that you're supposed to stop. And while you're walking, Seekin kind of is looking over the the copy of the instructions that you had left with him, Travancore, And he keep, keeps reading over the, open your hearts for forgiveness, ask for favor. Open your... Am I am I supposed to forgive you guys? Am I supposed to ask? I mean, I asked a favor of of you already, so I guess I kind of did it in the wrong order. Maybe I don't know. We didn't really get a chance to ask this for specific details before Karnak went diving into the Feydark.
2: Here's what I think it means. And Travancore has been thinking a lot since he's been in the Wilds, particularly about the conversation that Jonathan and Bernie had about converting to Bay. And Travencore, Shadow's been saved like a billion times by Bernie, and yet Travencore, for whatever reason, has not felt the way, their need to convert. And I think the reason for it is he acknowledges Bay's power and he respects her and sees that their paths sort of align for a time. But at the same time, Travancore doesn't necessarily think that that means he, at least in his opinion, and Jonathan's perfectly legit in, in his opinion to go that way. But Travancore feels like your paths align for a time, but it might be the point where there is a divergence and, you know, no ill will or anything like that. And Travancore thinks about the grace he's gotten from Bay and everything, all the kindnesses have been visited him. And he starts to let go of all of the anger he's holding towards his family, towards his father, towards his cousin. And he does right to the anger, but he thinks it's his baggage he doesn't need. And he, he, explaining this to, to the party, he says, I think that might be what it, what it means as far as open, asking for forgiveness. And as far as the favor goes, maybe I don't have to look too deeply into it. Maybe it's just, what is it that you want? ask for that. If you know what you want, that's the favor. That's my, how I take it to, to me, at least. Yeah. Don't overthink it, Seekin.
4: Yeah. Okay. That's good, because I'm not good at thinking.
2: I don't think I am, either. I just,
0: at this point, kind of want to go back to Greenest for a little bit. think that'll be the favor I ask for. Not, not to stay. I'll be back to Waterdeep with you guys and stuff, but I could use a break. Use a little, little, little trip to greenest See about a girl that, uh, that I can't, uh, text right now.
1: I tried. It doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, one god told me that I still had family alive. Maybe this god can help me find it. So we're, 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 we deal in gods now. Like
3: Yes, we the in gods now.
0: We're not just like, like everyone else who goes to temple and prays and maybe gets a a spell from a cleric. Between Rachel, between Bays, many and numerous interventions, and where we're going right now, we we deal in gods. Yeah. <sighs>
3: we also forgot Mileyki. I think she's a god. Think she no, did. no, that's okay. no.
0: We did.
1: Yep, yep, yep. that's My right. He's a friend.
3: Now well, we got this one. Now,
1: as a party, if we encounter we met like the devil, if we encounter like an
3: evil god,
1: we should figure out now if they ask if we are a god, do we say yes?
3: No.
0: No, that's no. a terrible idea.
3: That's a bad. That's a quick way to That's a but quick then way. But to...
1: then if you say you're not a god, then they immediately like try to kill you. Like at least that's why I saw it in that play once.
0: I I, re- I remember the play. I you know, I saw it a couple times too. Even saw the sequel, kind of sucked. But um I think the the issue is that it depends on who's asking. Like if some mope comes up and asks us, "Hey, are you a god?" I mean, I can do some shit Bernie can do some shit. He hell, Travancore can do some shit, and we can. Man, we,
3: that was like kind of a. We oh, can like hell, Travancore can do some shit. Like <laughs> he can, he can cast spells now. <laughs> okay, sorry, I was like, I thought we were all highly talented. I'm like, why are you shitting on Travancore?
0: <laughs> no, you and I are 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 oh, spellcasters. Spell like, we're we're spellcasters. Uh... We're uppercase spellcasters. Travancore. His talent he has many varied talents. One of them is a lowercase spellcaster. It's not to dig. That's what he does. I can't shoot a bow like he does. I don't have a bear, you know, farting around with me. But
3: That bear does fart, man.
4: Yo, oh, man. man. Shadow immediately walks up to you and kind of gives you a gentle nudge. And like, hey, I know you're talking about me.
2: Hmm? <laughs> I, I heard, heard my name. All of us have diets that are high in protein. This is canon <laughs> and established by the DM. We're all athletes. We're None of us are shape. particularly <laughs> potpourri smelling.
3: Yeah. I don't think. Point of order while we we're on this subject. Played a game with Kiana as DM last week in the Feywild. We established canon there are no carbs in the Feywild. <laughs> 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 no, there's no tea. There's no carbs. Whatever bread you were eating is like protein- bread lembus
4: bread lembus nope, protein not bread. lembus bread that's owned by somebody else
0: it's like almond flour or whatever it's like oh, that yeah. cauliflower yeah. pasta or
2: something oh yeah, yeah. no carbs
3: no carbs mm. it's a sad 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 place so two two canon things about the feywild that uh wizards <laughs> of the coast needs to get on right away no carbs no
4: tea I can work with that.
1: My inc- incarnation of the Feywild has little flowers that laugh at you as you walk past. Them.
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god!
0: And they they draw a vicious mockery somehow.
4: That's that's <laughs> no, right. flowers. That's in that's in the darker portions of the Feywild. Yeah. So, so
0: more to the point, like it, it depends on who's asking. If an actual god asks us if we're gods, they can probably tell pretty quick that we're not, and they might kill us for lying. Depending on the god.
1: Yeah. I'm talking about like a god that's already intent on killing us, but might stay that if they think we are also a god. Listen, no, the
0: best that's... way to do that is to fall on your knees and be like, master. Yeah.
2: I think with gods, it's like Nikolovo of Antioch. They know when you are sleeping and they know when you're awake. Anatolia, I meant, not Antioch. I missed that. <laughs> up. Uh,
4: that's
2: all right. That, was, okay. that was No a, one would have known if you hadn't anywhere. called it out.
3: I hear he lives actually in Iberia. Oh, he,
2: yeah, he's uh, a <laughs> he moves around. For Bernie winks.
3: <laughs> I'm not going to finish <laughs> that sentence it's,
2: unless you're
3: a fan of uh, David Sedaris. You're not going to get that one, Jonathan. Yo, it's generally frowned upon alongside drinking coffee. If you know what I mean, all those suggestions you made. Now I can't really I did pretend to be an acolyte of Tiamat for a very good cause. <laughs>
0: I and Bay being a being an understanding god goddess no know, knows what was up. You were accomplishing a mission. You are a you are a trickster. And that was very that was very on brand.
3: Ah, oh, that, that was, was fun. Wasn't that fun? That was fun.
0: Wait, was it fun? Simpler did times.
3: It was really fun. And then that... Am I mixing adventures up or did I try to escape out the toilet in that one?
4: You're mixing <laughs> adventures up. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: you I know, the like- next time you tell that story in a bar, you could be—you could have been coming out the
2: toilet. Do you want multiverses? Because that's how you get multiverses.
4: Seekin looks at you, Bernie, and is like, oh, I haven't heard that story. What What you were... You were pretending to be an acolyte of, of tiamat and and uh, what and he looks he looks super excited to hear a story
3: we were a long time ago when i was just a level 1 <laughs>
4: <laughs> and you don't have to tell the whole story if you don't want to but if you would like to tell Seekin the story i'll say over the next yeah. couple hours as you travel the four of you tell him the story of thundorvac and the cult of tiamat and all the asshole cultists who were racists, and maybe even tell him about Dorvine and Soria and Leogian and all of those people that you haven't seen in a while. Back back in Greenest.
0: And then Carlton suggested that we be people
1: who worked at an insane asylum were <laughs> <for laughs> coming after Bernie. It was brilliant. It's one of my finer moments. I do, I do, I do. I, I have yeah. a few. Great ideas, and that was one of them. Others, not so much. And I yeah. kind of like reached in my pocket and like twirled the like opal around, and then put it back in. I didn't
0: know you still had that.
1: Oh, this! I've been trying to sell this forever.
4: It's worth a lot of money. You've only tried to sell it the once, and then you're like, "No, this is my pocket opal." You haven't actually <laughs> tried to sell you
0: it. You talked <laughs> yourself out of it pretty quickly. Uh, pretty so much yeah, every single true.
4: time. Yeah. Yeah. My pool. God tells you all of a sudden, you're like, I try to sell this all the time. And then God says, uh, actually. And you, you go, try
1: to sell it And then remember that it's very near and dear to your intestines. I mean, heart.
0: Bull. You should Bull. just. Carlton, seriously, you should just maybe get it mounted. Put it in a necklace or something.
4: Yeah. It was already mounted. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He was mounted. <laughs> I did For <know laughs> oh, an inspiration.
3: <laughs> yeah i think lauren gets a point of inspiration for that yeah.
0: <laughs> Wait, do we want do we want the god trying to kill us every once in a while to get it through
4: i'll keep it in mind <laughs> oh god as you're continuing to walk Seekin looks at at all of you and says well when we're done i'll do what i can to help you d- to do to get back to see everybody in in greenest okay i mean maybe that's the the favor that i can do for you that sounds fair maybe that yeah sounds good. okay I would like a vacation in greenness. I don't know how I would do it, but I can I can I can certainly try.
0: Where where would you go on vacation, Bertie?
3: Mm, I haven't had a vacation in a really long time. I guess maybe I'd go home. If I could. Where is home? Well, there's the home where I was born, but there's not much there anymore. And then there's
4: the temple.
3: I I haven't been back to the temple in a really long time.
4: Temple where you you grew up in a temple?
3: Well No well, sort it's a long convoluted story, guys, I'm not gonna lie. Part of it, yeah, I mean but that's a lot of scrubbing of floors, man. Like you don't really vacation in a temple. If you I mean, I guess if you're like one it's one of those temples where people who pay them a lot of money get a lot of privileges. There's not a lot of that in Bay's religion, so it's a lot of, like, if I go back, like, home to the temple, I mean, there's going to be chores, there's not going to be a lot of sleeping in. I would
4: like to sleep in. Well, it looks like we'll get the chance to sleep a little now. See? And see, you can point off, and you can see now that you're reaching the edge of the tree line, that you've reached the point of the forest, the light forest you've been walking through, where just all of a sudden all the trees just stop. And you can now see what was meant in the instructions by how the the trees break and the colors change. Because this verdant green forest of tall trees all around you in kind of greens, but also a lot of autumn colors. Not only do they come to a stop, but before you is a vast open field, rolling hills of this amber colored wavy grass about... Chest high for most of you. Uh, Bernie, you would be buried in this. You could walk through it and they wouldn't see the top of your head. And it's just a golden field of gently blowing grasses all in yellows and golds. Nothing else really in sight, though. You you were expecting a grove. You've been told that you're seeing his grove, but you don't see anything except for these rolling hills. But it is very obviously this is where the trees break and the colors change. All right. And huh? Seekin says, "Yeah, well, uh, I guess I guess we're here.
0: Might as well make... set up camp. Yeah, yeah. we gotta we'll go pick a spot for camp and then sleep with no watches, no watches. I guess so. Okay." Jonathan the Magimuscular would like to make a nature check to figure out, like, the be- the optimum sleeping spot at what is considered the edge.
4: Sure. Is that a nature? Uh, I'll let you roll a nature
0: check. Sure. That is a one. <laughs> Sad drink. Which brings his total uh. for nature to a six.
4: Jonathan, with that natural one, as you look around, viewing the landscape, why do you completely fail to see anything but the forest for the trees? So
0: this is actually something that popped in Ma- in Jonathan, the actual player's mind when you started describing the scene. You know how in anime sometimes you have like like scenes of of people standing in places, kind of not doing anything, and then it switches to frenetic action that's way better animated than than anything in the show and then it switches back to people looking like either mournful or they're kind of looking out jonathan the Muscular sees this scene and that pops into his mind of like the camera panning and like the grass waving and he's standing there with his robe like billowing in the wind with a faithful owl companion and that's really all he can think about and he that is a very satisfying image for him so yeah he just kind of loses himself in
2: that all right nature guy out of his element regardless we'll probably do a nature check as well
3: sure well there we go this is yeah. these yeah, are people so playing their roles
2: that's, uh, <laughs> that's a soft 20 dirty 20 if you will
4: it is always very nice when the dice confirm what characters are not good at yeah that's for that spellcaster crack earlier <laughs> Your spell Wait, what? System. sorry
0: um i i was imagining myself being awesome
4: huh <laughs> Jonathan is too busy looking at the pretty pictures in his head of the movie that he is making or the puppet show that he's making uh, for, with a practiced eye you look around and you basically have a couple of options here. If you want to stay hidden, you would want to be inside the tree line and you could see a place where there's a couple of trees close together that would make a bulwark against where you think the wind is coming from would offer a little bit of protection and shelter. The most comfy place would actually be just outside the tree line as just stepping into this field of grass. You're pretty positive that you could lay this stuff down into a bed that would be like a mattress back home. It is so thick and soft and supple and it it smells wonderful. And you think it would be a gorgeous place to lay down in, but it would would totally not be stealthy at all. People could see you for miles. Well... I think
2: that's the point, though. Like, sleep, no watches. I don't think that would be instruction in there if we had to worry too much about caution. We got Grampy Ekthiarn's, uh baby godson boy, or grandson, here. <laughs> so, I mean, we're close enough to Ekthiarn that if he wants to see Seekin, like, he will be seen. And whatever comes up, with, we'll be able to deal with. I'm, I'm, I'm confident. Travancore yeah. is calm. Travancore has opened his heart to forgiveness. He is letting go of the obligations and guilt that weigh him down, and has decided that if it's his responsibility to meet them, they'll come back to him. But for now, and the favor Travancore asks for is joy. Not necessarily happiness, but just to find himself in a role, in a place that just brings him a sense of purpose and a sense of calm. And he knows it won't always be lovey-dovey, but he knows that he'll feel fulfilled, and he'll feel happy most of the time. That's what he asked for.
4: Alright. So you tell everybody to grab some grass, and we're gonna... We're gonna lay out in the open.
2: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a little trust fall exercise here and figure out whether <laughs> we get caught or not.
4: Okay, you guys spend a little while gathering up, kind of clearing out a spot, gathering up some of these grasses with Travencore's in- basic instructions. You lay out uh, what turns into incredibly lovely beds of grass that are soft and they won't last more than just the night obviously you'd have to do this every single night but it's probably the most comfortable place you've slept since you've entered the Feywild it smells wonderful it's it's this very soft cut grass scent you know usually cut grass can be way overpowering but this is like very subtle and gentle and it's bent grass yeah, exactly. There's a nice breeze blowing through, the sky is this darkish blue with occasional clouds that go by, because once again you can just see the trees are blocking a sunset that hasn't happened in days. Are you gonna start a fire? Are you gonna do anything else in specific, or are you just gonna bed down once you get the beds made?
1: Uh once Carlton has his bed made, he'll kinda lay down, he'll kinda like bring blue into his arm, and he'll say Ekfiarn, Bay, Mylikki, you know that my family, my blood, even though he's not my blood, my brother, are the most important things to me. Please forgive me for putting them in harm's way. Forgive me for abandoning them all those years ago. And if you can find the forgiveness and accept the forgiveness, please help me find them once again. And then he's going to fall asleep while giving blue scratches.
4: Okay. For a while, Blue is a little bit antsy. He's just like, you know, you've been walking half a day and now he wants to go do stuff. But he seems to realize that it's bedtime and he falls asleep. How about the rest of you? Just going to head right to bed?
3: Oh, let's see. Bernie's just going to make, make her bed and she's going to say, All right, Shadow, why don't you come sleep by me tonight?
4: And he obediently trots on over and lays down next to you. And you're pretty sure that he's he'd be more than happy to snuggle with you if it got cold.
3: And she says, I don't hate you. It's not your fault that a bear ate my dad. All right, that's done. And she's going to (laughs) go. She's going to lay down and she's going to think about diamonds.
4: Okay. Javancore, what do you do when Shadow trots on over to Bernie and this happens?
2: I let him. I kind of let out a smile. And uh, I, I pad down my uh, my soft grass bed, and I say, pacha, It wasn't your fault. You did the best you could in the system you were in. Any animus I have towards the family, or towards my responsibilities or guilt, as of this moment, is gone. And I drift off. To, and I sort of repeat the favor that I asked for, and I drift off to sleep.
4: Just before you drift off to sleep, Coco Snoot pads on over to you and lays down next to you. Aww. I, I give Coco
2: Snoot a rub and then I, uh, a little bit of a smile and then and then I go off. To- I drift off to sleep.
4: Jonathan, you watch as animal companions are exchanged. People are bedding down for the night. Any last things you want to do before you head off to sleep?
0: Yeah, Jonathan the muscular is going to kind of bed down, and he's going to think about everyone he's ever failed. People, people like Dorvine people uh people from his uh college before he left he couldn't save everyone uh, and he just kind of as he's kind of thinking through all his life's failures that he doesn't like to to dwell on he dorveen really does come into focus and he's like I'm sorry I couldn't be there you deserve better but maybe 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 I'll get to see you one last time and then we can we can figure out what to do from there but I am sorry because I've been away for so long.
4: <laughs> and Bucks kind of curls up next to your head and burrows a little bit into the grass and fluffs up, and soon he's asleep. And as uh, Bucks is going off to sleep, he's like,
0: ooh, "Ooh, So that one mouse that I that I swooped at <laughs> and then caught and then devoured, I am sorry, but. Hopefully your mate will do me a favor and have many, many more mice. Then that would be, there would be more, Very mice, more mice More I, mice? I have to say you were oh you were quite good. Ooh, ooh. and I <laughs> bet your offspring will
4: be oh delicious. wait. Why? Oh wow. Just so savage, huh? Oh, this this mortal form. Ah There's a moment as the camera pans out over the group of you, as Seekin is kind of looking over all of you and smiles, and he doesn't say anything. He just kinda looks happy for a moment. And he lays down and goes to sleep. And we're going to stop there. And next time we get together, something interesting could happen. And I'm not going to give you experience just yet, but I'm going to give you experience after the next game. And you'll know why after it happens. All right. Well, next time when we get together, you'll be sleeping without watches and we'll see what happens next we appreciate all of our patrons and extend a special thanks to our artifact and wondrous year patrons thank you megan lori aka calamity jane that indian dude michael LaPointe, aka vazarus and hunted shadows llc